This Off the Hazel podcast is now driven by Delari Nissan Regina. Nissan. He gave it away. Coulter scores. Coulter, Coulter, five on five. Scores! Hey everybody, welcome back to episode number 42 of Off the Hazel. My name is Drew Koster and I am your host. And I hope everyone's doing great and doing well as I'm joined by my co-host and brother, Troy Koser. hey Not joined by Daniel Hegel yet. He will be later on the show as we have a beauty on today. But uh, as we always want to mention that this podcast is presented by Nissan Regina. Nissan is the way to go. They're great to drive, great service, great people. So head on down to Nissan Regina today. They're located at 1111 Broad Street in Regina. Drive Nissan. Boom. And as always, we want to mention where we are located and now recording from. Troy, take it away. We're recording live from Divots Indoor Golf Center on 6823 Rochdale Boulevard, 306-206-1270. Visit them at www.divotsgolf.com. What's the old saying? Make divots. Visit divots. I like it. This Something is new like and every week for me. I like it. Yeah, it's a little weird. we got some people in the audience here, so it's a little louder in the background. Again, we want to thank the fine folks at Divots for uh, having us uh, down here recording. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks again, guys. So episode, what is this, three or four now that we are in divots. First one officially live. It's not as packed as it will be moving throughout the winter. But basically what we want to say is get on down here and play golf. Get some golf in because you can't do it outside because, well, again, it's Tuesday recording for Wednesday. But I know I woke up this morning and there was the old uh, white white dust on the ground. Dude, it was unbearable driving to work. I was I 30 minutes late for work today. It took me 40 minutes from Grand Coulee to get to Broad Street. So, <laughs> yeah. Well. But, uh, again, get down to Divots if you got that golfing itch. Uh, absolutely. Awesome. All right, moving on here. Uh, I guess, well, Roundtable is only two of us right now, so I just want to go to you first. And what's new? What's going on in your life? What's, uh, what's happening? Well, uh, weekend was, again, very quiet. Uh, the missus had some dental surgery done so i'd look after her, her mouth was uh a little sore and uh so yeah i did that around the weekend and then today i was at the hospital had a couple more uh procedures done everything's good uh, just a little sore won't be swinging the golf clubs here for a couple days but uh right on yeah no just uh hung around the house really you oh what did i do this weekend good question oh i had a you know Hagrill's birthday party went out that night missed the invite yeah, it was uh, it was whatever. It was fun. It was a lot of time. Anyways, uh, we played Saturday, first preseason game. Took on the Regina Capitals, and we won. 4-3 win. 4-3. Uh, best player in the province. Finishes it in just in time before overtime. I think the boys had plans after the game, so they didn't want to stick around for overtime. So so I heard Bill Chow was on the uh, was it CGME yesterday talking about SJ. Are you guys following the same protocol? 150 fans max. Yeah. Have to wear a mask. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah, so basically, well, for our rank, it's so small. You know the Palapia rank, but it's right now it's 80 fans for us for preseason. Have to have a mask on as a fan, and basically it's social distancing, right? So now if we get to the red season, they say, okay, 150 with assigned seating. We just can't do it. Like I think the match capacity we can hold with social distancing properly is 120, which is still not bad, but it's not 
you know, 600 to the playoffs we had last year. So question for you. What's up? Are PJHL, SJHL, WHL, are they following the same protocols as the NHL, PGA, NFL, MLB? No. There's, they don't have mandatory COVID testing for the no. players? No. No. I, and they, from what I do know and I've heard, like, I mean, if, if, you know, if I get symptoms or whatever, I have to get tested. And I think it's a 48-hour window. You have to wait, and then, you're, and then if you're fine, you're good. And if not, I think you're out for the week or whatever it is. I honestly didn't. We're just hoping that no one gets it and, um, you know, wear the mask and do the protocol. And and uh, if you don't do it, then don't come to the rink, I guess. So, I mean, actually, Dale was saying that we, we turned away fans, which is kind of cool. I mean, people miss hockey that much. So. Well, and, I mean, the numbers are going the wrong way, which we all expected. Um, hopefully that doesn't shut it down again. So, Absolutely. Well, I think we should move on now to some golf chat. This week at the CJ Shadow Creek, Jason Kokrak wins by two shots over Xander Shoffley. First win. Yeah, and in style. Did you see what his payout was on day one? They had, they was actually, it 20000 or something? Well, they, I don't know how they do it. It was on uh, Golf Channel. They actually showed because the gambling thing is getting really big into golf. And yeah. And start of tournament, he was plus 6000 So nice. I don't know conversion what that means, but uh, by day four, what was he, a plus 300 or something? So... Someone out there got rich if they put big bucks on them on Thursday. So yeah, I actually watched quite a bit so of it. So did I. Yeah. And then what I was really when I put some notes down here actually, I watched the nine hole charity event with you know Baba Ricky Ann and and uh, Kevin Na, you know Nan Bread, Team Nan. Um, yeah, I saw Ted. <laughs> yeah, Ted friend was of the on show. TV. Friend of the show. Teddy Scott was on TV. Uh, he was I wearing see. Under Armour basically in the hottest day of the year. It looked like, but good yeah. for him. No, it was weird though. It looked like every shot they hit in that nine-hole match that the greens were so small, and it looked like the ball would not stop moving forward into the weekend. And that rough, do you see Kepka? <laughs> that guy looked like it was like the last piece of chocolate in the world trying to find it. Is that the one where there was like twelve guys yeah. all digging through? Yeah, I see exactly. Yeah. I, I couldn't believe that the whole like, they had thirty-eight people looking for a golf ball. It was nuts. Yeah, who who did I see on? Well, I think it was Shoffley actually on hole fourteen yesterday Sunday. He buried it into the rough, and uh, he made a hell of an up and down. I mean, that stuff was almost as thick as uh, Wingfoot, right? Wingfoot, was that the other super rough one? Speaking of uh, thick. <laughs> oh, well then. Today's podcast is proudly brought to you by Manscaped. Autumn is in the air, and Manscaped is here to ensure you don't carve your pumpkins when you're grooming. By pumpkins, we actually mean your boys downstairs. In fact, Manscaped is on a mission to change the way you approach caring for your balls. And great news. They just released the product in the UK, Canada, and Australia. Also try their new Weed Whacker Ear and Nose Hair Trimmer, which uses the same skin-safe technology when you're trimming those delicate nose hairs of yours. Get 20% off plus free shipping at manscaped.com with code HOZZLE20. That was pretty good. Not bad. Live on studio, no cut, no edit, nothing. Yeah, shave your balls, boys. Um... Yeah, okay, let's move on now. You're talking about, uh, I think this week now, a Thousand Oaks in California, the Zozo Championship. Do you know who the uh, previous winner of that tournament is? Yeah, I do. Well, if, if I didn't write it down it's for you. It's written down on my paper. If here. you didn't know who it was, who would it be? If I, I wouldn't have known it was him, but now I know who it is. Yeah, the GOAT. Uh, Tiger Woods is the defending champion of the Zozo. And uh, speaking of the Zozo, did you see who has already pulled out of the tournament? Nope. Dustin Johnson will not be participating for his second term in a row due to COVID symptoms. So wait, you mean symptoms or that he has it? Well, he had it last time. He had it, so they, they, he's not playing this one either. So, All right, well, I should be exciting week, the, uh, On the Twitter feed this morning. Hey, by the way, 
I know with Christian here, we can get some stuff put up on our social media pages, and I'm and I'm gonna I'm gonna dig it up. Um, have you seen Have you seen the uh, the Twitter? What do you call them? Like the thirty second videos, whatever they're gifts, an ad, an ad, whatever. Gift. Did you see the one with the old guy in the sand bunker? How to have the perfect sand bunker shot? Oh yeah, Stumbag Golf. Did you see that? Yeah. <laughs> That was awesome. <laughs> We're gonna get Christian to put that up. I want our I want our viewers to see that because I don't think a lot of them have, and that's how I play out of the sand. If you're not looking, it, I got a hell of a good shot. So, so you're a scumbag. Well, <laughs> no, I'm just not very good in the sand around these parts. All right, I like it. Uh, quickly here, and another ad read for the for everyone listening right now. Our intro this week is brought to you by Brownies Golf Shop. We all know that golf outdoors is now come and gone, but what you all probably didn't know that Brownies Golf Shop stays open throughout the winter. And they have tons to offer, clubs, fittings, great apparel, and so much more. So if you're looking for Christmas gifts or great deals on golf clubs and so much more, it's time you head on down to Brownie's Golf Shop located at the Royal Regina. Wow. I feel like we're just like cameos right now. Speaking just, of ads, can I just throw another plug-in for Divots Indoor Golf? No. Why we just not? had like 38 of them. No, but I, I, I would like to throw in another okay. one. Their good staff here, Noah, just dropped up this uh, piping hot fresh pepperoni pizza. You guys got to try this pizza. It's so good. Anyways, thanks, Noah. Yeah, Noah's uh, the first ever guest on the show of Off the Hosel. It was 36 minutes long, and that we'll all call it the pilot episode. Um, yeah, anything else you want to bring up here before we uh, get right into the recap of the intro and, and who our guest is today? Uh, I th- we've kind of been pumped up this week to, for our guest. I'm not going to say it. I know you like to have that thunder. So uh, I just want to give out our handle, some information on sweaters and whatnot, um, Facebook and Facebook is off the hosel. Twitter and Instagram is at underscore off the hosel. Uh, Twitter, my handle is at Coaster Troy and at Coaster Drew. You sound confident. Well, I had to think for a sec. And D Hags, is it 25 or just at D Hags? Just D Hags. Two Zs. Okay. Um, sweaters are coming in. Sounds like Friday they're going to be in. Yeah, our provider was in the hospital due to a. Uh, appendix. Appendix. So. so, yeah, sweaters will be in Friday. If you had one ordered, we'll get them to you. Uh, keep your phones on. Also, again, because it is October, it's Breast Cancer Awareness Month. Uh, we want you guys to buy those sweaters. 40 bucks each. Five bucks from each sweater is going to the Cancer Foundation of Saskatchewan. Uh, there's also a donation button on the Facebook page. Uh, click it. Literally put five bucks on. I mean, whatever. They, uh, they appreciate everything. Uh, we appreciate everything. So, uh, yeah, everything and anything helps. Well, good job, Troy. That was perfect. And again, this has been ten and a half minutes of us talking, and you know what? Not a lot of people care to hear us sometimes, but if you do, that's great. Anyhow, I think we have a very exciting guest today that I think everyone is excited for, so I think it's time we send on over now to Dallas Smith. Hope you guys enjoy it. Are you tired of the same old spice rum and coke or any other basic mixed drink? Well, we want to change that. Here at Off the Hosel Crew, we are proud supporters of Last Mountain Distillery. They got so many good choices that will change your world. Just some off the top of our head. Last Mountain Distillery Whiskey, Rum, Dill Petrol Vodka, Root Beer Schnapps, and now new, Apple Pie Moonshine. If you haven't already checked out Last Mountain Distillery, for all your mixed bevy needs, Last Mountain Distillery, no questions asked. Alrighty, we are pleased to be joined by a well, one of the top country singers in the business. He has some great talent that produced a top song called One Little Kiss in 2016 is a top song. 
and he was a top Canadian artist that year as well. I've heard nothing but good things from this guy, and I know he's a huge Canucks fan from Langley, BC. Ladies and gentlemen, Dallas Smith. Smith, sorry. Thanks for joining the podcast, man. Hey, nice to meet you, fellas. How you doing? Not too bad. How was that intro, though? Just pumping the tires. That was great. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I appreciate it. So, Dallas, what's what's going on, man? How are things? Like, what's new in your life? And I mean, I mean, maybe just how how has COVID really affected uh, the whole you know traveling the world and singing and concerts and stuff? Yeah, yeah, it's been uh, you know like it's like everybody else. We all had different plans, right? So it's um, kind of just uh, just going with the flow here. We released a, a record. I kind of had to finish the record up in uh, in my house. Um, it got it released over the summer and. Yeah, we're just kind of planning for for next year as far as touring. Hopefully that uh, that can happen some point next year. And I got a baby girl coming. Nice, congrats. Four to six weeks, and uh, my 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 third kid. I got a 15 year old boy, a six year old girl, and a uh, yeah, a newborn coming along. So that's awesome, man. Congrats. Yeah, yeah, it's been it's been busy, man. But uh, yeah, you know, I've been playing live shows, but I, I've been uh, been able to get out and and being the West Coast, we have a longer summer. Um, so been able to hit some hit some links out here. Right on. So Dallas, as we always do, we we like to backtrack these you know some of these interviews to a young Dallas Smith lifestyle. What sorts of things were you doing as a youngster growing up in Langley, BC? You know, sports, hobbies. Just uh, touch on that for us if you could. Yeah, yeah. I grew up in uh, Walnut Grove, um, so it's like North Langley, just off of Highway One as you pass through to Vancouver. And, uh, pretty. It was kind of on the borderline of like uh, urban and suburbs. Uh, a lot of equestrian stuff going on there. But um, you know, me and my buddies, we played we played street hockey. We had some epic games in different neighborhoods. Uh, uh, you know, growing up, and um, that was the main that was the main sport that we did. We didn't. Really, I didn't really play ice hockey. I'm not sure if it was a uh, you know a time commitment stuff or or financial stuff growing up, but. Being such an expensive sport, I, I assume maybe that was it. But, uh, but yeah, man, we, we played a ton of street hockey growing up. So, Dallas, uh, personally, want to thank you for joining the podcast. This is a pretty big deal for myself, my brother, and for a lot of our listeners. Um, quick, quickly, walk walk us through when you got into the uh, music singing career, and and how did that all come together? Oh man, I've been uh, been kicking around this thing for quite a while. <laughs> so I. I I signed my first record deal uh, with a company called TDP Records. It was one of the largest uh, independent labels in the U.S. They had acts like Seven Dust and um, typically some heavier stuff, but they signed us uh, default back in the day. And uh, We came out kind of swinging. We had this song, Wasting My Time, in 2001. Um, Deadly song. Uh, yeah, it was, uh, yeah, it took us, it was the early 20s. It took me around the world. Um, we toured with Nickelback and all these different bands, Bush, um, yeah, all over the place. And yeah, so I, I spent my twenties touring, uh, North America, drinking free beer wherever I went and <laughs> all, over the, all over the place. It was, it was good, man. And then, you know, as careers in the music, uh, <clears throat> as, as it happens, um, you know, we, we had uh, a steady decline in, in, in what we were doing. And, um, I got to the point where I just, I, I was kind of like, I was falling in love with country music and what was going on at country radio at the time so i uh, i went down to nashville and started putting together uh, some music and kind of yeah here i am now talking to you guys it's funny dallas uh 
I Googled it. You and I are about uh, two, just shy of two years age difference. So I grew up listening to you. I, I remember some epic concerts. You came out to Regina a few times. I know you played Craven Rock in the Valley. Uh, yeah. I mean, I was telling my younger brother, there's a, quite an age difference between Drew and I. I said, I know Dallas Smith from default. You know him as Dallas Smith, the country singer, right? I know Dallas yeah. Smith from NHL 2003. Maybe one of the best, most yeah. iconic songs in the world. Well, we'll get to that later. Yeah, I, I know, man. <laughs> they released that list of songs. Like, I, I don't know what, what, what uh, platform it was releasing it, but it was like the most iconic uh, songs from the NHL uh, throughout the decade. It wasn't in there. I was bummed. <laughs> so what I wanted to ask Dallas, you know, again, me growing up listening to you as a, you know, hard rock, heavy rock, um, from my knowledge, besides yourself and Darius Rucker, what made you guys go from rock to country? Like, that's a pretty, it's not going from heavy metal to rock. You know what I mean? It's almost like flip, flip-flop, right? Yeah, yeah. It's, um, yeah, honestly, man, for whatever reason, sort of in the later, the later records that we did in default, um, I had a couple producers, and I had my, my ex-father-in-law mention to me, like, you got a perfect voice for country and stuff, and like stylistically, I can hear a little bit of that stuff. Um, so I had a couple of pretty influential people in my life point that out, and and uh, yeah, so I, I, it was kind of from the influence that my mom had on me, I guess, going, going up. It was like a lot of like Kathy Matea and the Judds and stuff. Like country was was all over the place in my house, but uh, um, yeah, man, it was. It was a weird transition. I thought radio wasn't. I thought it was a good chance that radio was, wasn't going to accept uh, a rock guy doing a, you know, doing country. You know, they didn't know my motives. You know, they didn't know what I was doing. So, uh, but once radio added the songs, I, I knew that um, uh, if people heard the record, um, yeah, first one I released, jumped right in. Yeah, people would kind of grasp that, and I'm glad they did. But it, if you listen back to that stuff, it's very, very guitar driven. There's some. There's some obviously some strong, strong country elements in those songs, um, but you hear a lot of like, there's a lot of default influence in that stuff as well. Right. There's, you know, it's there. So Dallas, I have to, I have to ask this too. I mean, maybe I missed it earlier, but when you were younger, like, were you in like choir stuff? Because I mean, hey, I was. <laughs> I found out real no, quick man. I'm shitty at singing. So. <laughs> <laughs> no man, actually, it's funny. My mom was in like Sweet Adeline's Open Professional Choir. Really? Uh, so there was tons of singing going on in the house. My dad was pretty musical, played guitar. Uh, my sister's got an incredible voice, but yeah, I just I stopped singing. You know, probably about my daughter's age, actually, about six or seven years old. I got shy about it, and I would only do it like you know behind closed doors after school, listening to my favorite records and shit like that. So, <laughs> um, yeah, I, there was really no training until I already had a record deal and and I was on the road and we had already recorded a record. Yeah, man, it was, uh, my first vocal lesson was with um, a guy named Don Lawrence in New York City. He's, he does, like, uh, well, he did U2 and, like, wow. Lady Gaga and, like, some huge, <laughs> huge heavy hitters when I went in there. Right? Don't so mess really this up. <laughs> yeah, exactly, man. Yeah, so I, yeah, it cost a label of fortune, too, so I had to watch it. But, uh, uh, yeah, I really took that, um, took those lessons and, and really busted my ass with that stuff, and it, it really helped my, my voice evolve. Um, from that first record with no training and just kind of just instinctively doing what I did um, to like actually kind of becoming a singer, you know? Yeah, that's awesome. And, and I, I would say it paid off, so. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's doing, yeah. So yeah, we... It's, we on my, it's on my golf game. 
<laughs> well, <laughs> that jumps right into my next question. So we covered a little bit of yeah. music. I know we're going to jump back into that. So we are a golf podcast. So we better get some golf questions. So how big of a golf fan are you? I mean, you are from Canada. I know you're golfing, especially on the West Coast. Uh, yep. What's your handicap? What's like your go-to club, all that stuff? Mm. Okay, well, yeah. Um, yeah, West Coast here, I mean, I've golfed on, you know, Christmas Eve day out here, New Year, you know, New Year's Day and all that stuff. Pretty much year-round golf here if you're diehard. Wow. Um, yeah, so I, I go out quite a bit. Me and my old man, we got a, we got a small group of people that we go out with. Um, a family friend, Con. We, we try to get out. Well, they, they golf twice a week consistently. They're both retired. Um, you go out with, you know, with them maybe once every couple of weeks around the courses uh, around where I live. And back in the day, man, I, I used to golf a ton. Me and my old guitar player, Jeremy, from, from default, we brought our clubs on the road, the tour bus. And those are some of the best, those best days of touring. I remember being on tour and uh, get up super early. We'd have a, we'd have a tea time set up. We'd have tickets, you know, that the guys at the clubhouse would have tickets for the show later on and they'd exchange for free golf. So nice. Set us all up. We'd go out for the day. Me and Jeremy, we probably just hung over his dog <laughs> back in those days. And uh, uh, golf it off. You know, we'd go back, uh, take a nap. Fucking fall asleep for a couple hours, <laughs> get up, play a show. Go out, drink, party. Wake up the next morning, golf again. <laughs> and it was... Played some great courses um, in those years back in the day. It was fun. I'm, I'm, I'm not even sure if Troy asked this question already. Did you ask about home course already? No, I never did ask that. All right, one. I'm going to ask well, this. Right? Sorry, the Dallas. Home course, home course, yeah. Um, or do you have one? Chad Brownlee did a, a golf tournament um, at Redwood's golf course. So I'd have to say that's probably my home course. And what are you shooting? Yeah, just, what's, what's your average score? Um... A good game. Well, I don't really keep track of my handicap. I'm pretty much like a bogey golf right now. So you and I are the. So you you and I are very much the same then. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I think there's just certain things I'm not able. My short game sucks right now, so I'm just scrambling all the place. Well, I'm going to cut Drew off here, and maybe you, Dallas, if you get time, come down to Regina. My brother can give you a lesson or two because the kid's a hell of a golfer. So. I, I, I'm all right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I just saw this on uh, your Instagram, I believe. Your pops just got a hole-in-one, which is awesome, and congratulations to him. Have you ever had one? Yeah. I know I haven't had one. I haven't had one, and I'd like to say I've come close, but I haven't. <laughs> Brutal. <laughs> it's um, quite amazing, man. He didn't even see it go in. Really? Did it just fly in? Yeah. No, it's, um, it, it hit the green. It, it was just rolling, and my old man just turned his back. I turned my back. He thought it would stop rolling. Next thing we know, Connie's just yelling out, it's in the hole. <laughs> so, yeah, when well, my dad walked up there, that little video you guys saw, that's my dad actually looking in, making sure it was there. So, nice. Know. Yeah, that video is awesome. I I love those videos until it's like, God, when's my video coming? I have to, like, pre-plan this video. Like, do I need fans there? Do I need, like, you know what I mean? Are there any camera people there? Because, you know, at some point, I, I have to get one. Because, you know, otherwise, my yeah, tombstone yeah. one day, it's going to say, never got a hole in one, and that's good. As in, picked it up. <laughs> <laughs> so, Dallas, I have to ask, too, I mean, obviously talking with Linder there, you're a huge Canucks fan. How long have you been a Canucks fan? Are you a season ticket holder? How often are you get getting to go to the games? Yeah, I've been a fan pretty young. The Burry days. 
you know, kind of Linda coming in and Burry when he came in. It was exciting as a kid. I was, shit, I was probably, I don't know, 34 years old that time. We were all in it. And then, you know, I, I, there's some, there's some times I, I wasn't a Canuck fan when Messier came over and was here for those years. I, I couldn't, I couldn't stand it. <laughs> and then, um, Naslin came back in and battled West Coast Express. And then I've been a, I've been a solid fan since. And I, I, yeah, I've been a season ticket holder for a little while. Nice. I feel bad for you because I'm an Oilers fan, but that leads into my next question. You got any You got any bets or wagers between you and Brett Kissel? No, we don't talk much. No? I, I guess because he's an Oilers no. fan, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so... Uh, Hockey now, where, where do you see the Nucks in the next three to five years? I mean, to be honest, like I said, I'm an Oilers fan, but the Canucks are they're starting to do some good things. What are your thoughts? Yeah, we we have a good core, but we're we're just getting we're getting nashed by this uh, by the salary cap. Not oh yeah, in this situation. So you know, we saw we, we lost a lot for nothing. I you know I I don't think losing Markstrom though to Calgary for that kind of money really hurt you guys that bad yeah. i i honestly yeah. think vancouver's better off with holpy because i was praying that the oilers would have signed him but no we went and got yep. mike smith again he's the same age as me dallas or well i guess he's uh, six months younger than me so no it's not working out that well yeah 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 i hear you man it's been a while since you guys have had a gold tanker it's been a minute <laughs> he looks same Mark, Mark Sims, I'm a huge fan of the guy. Like he, I, I've been around him in the dressing room a little bit. He's a uh, positive, just a, a fun man to be around. He was, um, I, I hate seeing him as a as a flame, but same with Tanev, sucks. Yeah, well, like you said, you guys, you guys got a good Sasky boy there in uh, Holpe, and I, 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 he's gonna have a really good year this year. I just, I have this feeling. Yeah. So. Yeah, we'll be all right. We'll be all right. We got, a, we got a good core. But yeah, once we get some, this is contracts. You just gotta wait out, get off the books. Um, Erickson being the the biggest one, um, but yeah, once once we get through the next two years, uh, I think we'll be able to shape the team and have the money to do it and the space to do it. So it'll be a destination to come and play for you know with Quinn and yeah and uh, and, and PD obviously and Brock so both. Well, the Oilers have another first round pick or first overall pick within those two years, so uh, it'll be another destination <laughs> as well. So. <laughs> Man, how is that team not winning? I don't understand. I'll that. I'll I'll, I'll say it in two words. I'll say it in two words. Goaltending, defense. That's why they don't win. But but like but there's really no it's like the Canucks have just got back into a I guess bad timing. You know, bad cap management, whatever whatever you want to call it. Bad a couple of bad contracts. You guys have like two of the best players in the world <laughs> signed to like reasonably like cheap deals. Mm-hmm. I hey I agree. This is this is where you guys should be like winning pups. Multiple cups, but then we get yeah. our, you guys are we, fucking it up. I, hey, I know. Our, uh, hey, don't get me going. <laughs> fucking Trelli, Trelli wrecked that team. Okay, and now they go and yeah. make some more stupid moves. And I, I like Kenny Holland, another SAS boy. I like Kenny Holland, but when he went out oh, yeah. last year and traded, would he give up uh, two second rounds and a third for Anathasiu? I oh, what are you crazy? Yeah. I mean, yeah. he likes his Detroit boys. And hey, let's yeah, face it. Bad. You're a hockey fan. Drew's a Detroit fan. Not a hockey, not a Detroit fan anymore. Yeah, well, you were, but. Where's that team right now? They're in the dumps. They're going to be doing next year. Yep. And the year after that. And you're right. They're going to be better than the Oilers. Because the Oilers keep fucking signing garbage. I mean, Mike Smith, 
Mike Smith. Okay, you're not the guest. Sorry, no, I know I'm not the guest, but you got me going here. And you know what? We lose. We, we lost Clef Bomb for the year. I mean, like someone's triggered. No kidding. Tyson Berry. Tyson Berry was a good signing. I like. I went fishing and I caught something. <laughs> it's funny because my nickname at work's Trout. But anyways, no, we went and got Tyson Berry for a one-year deal, and you know what he's gonna do? He's gonna put up 60 points, and he's gone next year because he's gonna get that big contract. <laughs> Anyways, enough of my oil. Okay, all right. Blood pressure's through the now roof. Now my brother's all upset. Nice one, Dallas. No, I'm just kidding. That was awesome. Yeah, that was a good rebuttal. No um, I have to ask, like, what's a day in the life, you know, rock star, country star, you're on the road, what's what's morning like, on the road? Just give us a day-to-day lifestyle. But do you, you should do it before you were married and after you were married. <laughs> 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 well, I... I, I Man, I, I come from the like the, the days of like like record sales and like this is like when Napster was just coming out. Um, it was like cell phones with those Nokia ones. You played the Snake game on. Yeah, like, yeah, there was yeah, no, yeah. There was no, there was no pictures. There was no text messaging. There was no, there was no MySpace. For God's sake, you can you can only imagine, right? What's like, MySpace? It's exactly. Drew no, Drew doesn't know what that is. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you should make a MySpace page. It's pretty cool. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so it was a different. You know, obviously, man. We're, like I said, we were we were we were just young and having fun and, and traveling the world on the backs of like big song with the big bands and stuff like that. So we we had a great time and and then, you know yeah I, I we yeah the, the band sort of slowed down and that was kind of my my evolution into like loving country music too. Is like uh, started heading into like some better relationship right and, and it, it just sort of fit the more wholesome stuff um that i was surrounding my family with and building my family around so yeah uh yeah you know just part of the part of the whole story so dallas i have to ask this question too it came from my gal and i mean it was, it was a wait till later but it kind of fit this kind of a question but where did you play before you know becoming famous essentially and like you know the movie nashville or the yep. sort of the, the episode of the tv series nashville right you know how like you know Charlotte's playing at the Bluebird or whatever it is. Like, like did you have a place that you that you played like on every Friday Saturday or, or how, how did all get going? That kind of thing. Not really. There wasn't. It wasn't like really like that as a, like a residency sort of thing. Um, but back in when we were first nineteen ninety nine and two thousand, there was a lot of there was a lot of live venues in Vancouver. Like some like two hundred and fifty. You know, just clubs bars there's a tons of places for bands to play um so we didn't really stick to one yeah per se but i, I mean the closest thing i can say for like a residency or somewhere like we really cut our teeth was the commoner ballroom in in vancouver um i've been i've been fortunate I've, I've at least probably am in the double digits now i'm getting close to that at least if not um it's one of the best stages in in north america one of my favorite to play. So that's awesome. Uh, I, I would I'd probably see the Commodore Ballroom if anything, but um, yeah, back in the day, man, we there was tons of places to play. Starfish were known. I mean, Brickyard, and, and the list goes on. I remember on that's cool. That's I, really cool. I remember Dallas. You guys tour default, and I mean, you you probably don't remember this, but there's a there was a small town bar in Regina here called the State. I don't know if you remember that or state not. State Maine. The no, State. Just the State. I don't know if you remember. It was a yep. small. Do you remember that? He was yeah, the guy yeah. throwing a shirt off and no, then tried to jump a stage. Jesus. Anyways, that's where that's the first time I seen default play there, and I mean, I think it only had uh, three hundred people in there. Like it was, it's not a very big bar, but a lot of a lot of bands got their start 
in Regina playing at the state? I mean, I know I saw Buck Cherry there before they ever got, you know, yeah. worldwide. worldwide oh, yeah, that now. was a concert you tried to do on stage. No, I actually <laughs> met Josh Todd. But anyways, that's, this isn't about me. Um, it's a bunch of, bunch of shows with that uh, with Buck Cherry. What's that, sorry? We played a ton of shows with Buck Cherry. We did a small little tour. And I think maybe that's where I seen you guys. And it might have been, yeah. And yeah it, I think you're right. And at the time, I was a huge Buck Tree fan. They hadn't got, they like I said, they weren't that big. But I got to meet Josh Todd on the tour bus, and uh, it was kind of cool. I think he was a little uh, inebriated, I guess you could say. Uh, I don't want to say what I... I would imagine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyways, uh, what are some of the best places that you've done concerts? Like, I mean, I'm assuming... You've Where have you been to? You've been to Europe? Like, shit? you've been all over the world. So, like, what's... Oh, yeah, man. Yeah, we've, we've played some, like... Some really amazing stages, like uh, over in Europe and Australia, you play those big soccer stadiums, uh, the big big festival set nice. in those areas. That's huge, right? Um, those are great. But there's some, a bunch of shows have sentimental value. Uh, a lot of them at the Commodore Ballroom. There's a lot of them in Toronto. Um, you know, we play the Shaw Convention Center in, in Edmonton a lot of times. Um, lots of great memories in there. Uh, Hammerstein Ballroom is one of my favorite memories in New York City. Just a incredibly, just a beautiful converted theater into a, a live venue. It's uh, pretty badass. Um, yeah, there's lots. I mean, lots of different ones too. Like we went over to uh, Afghanistan when the Canadian troops were over there. We went to the Canada cool. Air Base. So we played in like in the boardwalk. There was a stage there. We played at night to all the coalition troops, Americans, Canadians, uh, French troops. Yeah, a lot. But um, uh, yeah, we're playing that show, and the Stanley Cup was to our left, and um, and then like it's all like a whole bunch of ex NHL players standing there. Uh, we're watching Jets like take off in tandem. You can see their afterburners and <laughs> on the plane and stuff. That's sweet. He's playing these stupid rock songs and <laughs> in the middle of a war zone. <laughs> yeah, that kind of shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, fun times, man. It's like those things are. Um, that's, that's cool about doing these podcasts, too. Is the, you guys are asking me questions. Makes me run around all these. I've been doing this for 20 years. A lot of things I don't think about for a while, you know? Well, it's, it, it's funny, you know, I just thought of something that we have in common. Okay, so I'm not a singer, but you and I have been right by the Stanley Cup, correct? What's that? You, you've been right by the Stanley Cup, correct? Oh, yeah, yep. Okay, yeah. No, I've, I've drank from it, so. Oh, yeah? Yeah, our cousin, if you know our last name, I'm sure. You and I are almost the same age. He played for the Red oh, Wings okay. forever, Joey Koser, so. No? Don't, yeah, we got the, there's a picture kicking around of us flying back in the, we were in the Prime Minister's or like the Canadian government's uh, <laughs> plane, plane back from uh, from um, Afghanistan or wherever that, where, 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 where that was that? That's Dubai, pretty cool, though. That's pretty sweet, from. though. We, there's a picture of this picture of us uh, individually all sitting there pretending to sleep with the Stanley Cup sitting in the next seat in the plane. <laughs> <laughs> I can't find it though. It sucks. <laughs> so, b- biggest crowd you played in front of? I'm just curious. Uh, dang. Um, uh, between f- probably forty-five and fifty thousand people. Wow, wow! I couldn't imagine. I'd be so you know, scared. Like, yeah, honestly, man, it's it's um, it's very strange. The the smaller the smaller the show, the more. I think it's pretty common once you've been doing it for a while, but it, the smaller the show, the more nerve-wracking it is. Um, I'm, not, I'm not saying, like, you know, 500, 1,000 people or something like that, but, like, if you're doing, like, an, an acoustic thing to 
like 50 people or like 15. Yeah. Um, I mean, this, the, yeah, like when there's 50,000 people out there, or 30,000, 20,000, you can look out and there's probably there's a substantial people that are like you, right? The numbers are in your favor. But if you have like 10 people in front of you or 15 people in front of you, yeah. strong chance, like 14 of them think you suck. So <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know what it is. That's kind of what I what I feel when I do those small ones. Um, yeah, that's true. Actually, nerve wracking, man. Because um, yeah, yeah, I, I played all types of shows. Well, that's like what you. I mean, there's like less eyes on you, or like less eyes on you, but like almost more pressure because you can see them right in front of you, right? Yeah. Because yeah, I mean, if like, intimate, right? I've been to like more three concerts in my life, and all it is is just like flashlights and. Ah, whole time, that's all I hear. Yeah, but you, you're young, pal. Honestly, you never got to enjoy concerts like and again i'm not bringing it back to my youth but going to see default at the state you never got to experience the state because that bar is closed that was kick-ass you had 300 yeah, people man. there are so different now man yeah I, I saw nervana back in 93 or his last that last in utero tour and yeah, there's no cell phones there's no nothing right your main concern is smoking a bag of weed in there and having fun right? <laughs> like beauty the best the, the best <laughs> the best times man like those are the best times yeah you, I, you know i get it now it's a different thing now and everybody's experiencing and sharing it with the phones and stuff man well I like if you guys could go back and just like find like go back listen to the music that you would identify back in the day whatever that be mm -hmm. like yeah or sound garden or whatever the hell it is right but uh, go back in the days an experience where nobody knows any technology <laughs> it's just plugging guitars in yeah and just the music and like it's it's it was like a cultural connective thing it was cool man it was great well that was that's like the funny thing is like when i went to those two or three well, I, don't, I think it was three concerts i went to but like like i went there and i'm like okay like i kind of want to listen to the thing but everyone's filming so then i'd stay home for the next six weeks and there'd be concerts on it but no i just watch a free concert on snapchat and, and that, everyone just films them that's exactly what and it is i think it ruins the yeah, it sucks, like it ruins man. your time right like or would that, you say that that sucks like I, I remember when the music industry, and again, Dallas, I'm sure you can back me up on this, but cell phones were banned from concerts for a long time. There were, you know, right. no video, no pictures, and now it's, you know, you see Garth Brooks, and he has his own Instagram channel, and he's promoting, hey, take videos, send them in. You know, it's it's not even enjoying the, the show. It's having it on your phone so you can watch it in the future or throwing it out on social media yeah. so people can watch yeah. it, which, yeah. which I think <laughs> takes away from the artist. Yeah. I think if I remember correctly, it wasn't really, at first it really wasn't phones that weren't allowed in. It was it was other cameras that had the ability to take right. a pretty high quality sound. So it wasn't that that technology wasn't really in, in, in those phones in that era. So when we say like, yeah, no, no recording devices are allowed, that's kind of um, what it was right. in the day. And then and all of a sudden these, these phones are just, you know, a hundred times more powerful than... Yeah. Than, phones they were last year right and and he, the cat's out of the bag you can't stop people from phoning or from from filming these you just can't well what, what's the weird thing is though is that you see like what is it like kevin hart for example he had a um, you know stand-up thing and there's no phones yeah. allowed right so like why can they like, maybe i don't know i don't know the answer to that question but why can't you yeah, say well, I, I think with the comedians they're they're those jokes those like the song performance is a song performance but those jokes once the joke's out um you know, they don't want that up on TikTok yeah. or on social media and ruining the, if they're filming something. True. Um, yeah, or warming up for a filming. So I, kinda, I, I think bottom line up is... up on YouTube all over the place. I, I think yeah. bottom line, Dallas, <laughs> is like, my daughter's 19, okay? My brother's 24. They... 25. 
25, sorry, don't get to enjoy a concert like I did. It's just yep. changed. It's just changed that much. Yep. So, Dallas, I mean, our, our third guy isn't here yet, but he wanted to ask, how many times have you been to Craven, and what do you like most about Saskatchewan? And why why come here? Why do I come to Craven? Yeah. I, I always, uh, I've always had great, I mean, Regina has always been fantastic to me. Like, I remember, uh, would it be with FGL? Um, I've been there with Nickelback a whole bunch of times. We've been there a whole bunch of times ourselves. The Prairies um, were really good to us, but Regina uh, was great to us um, through a good stretch of my career and still, uh, still is. So I get good friends who run the festival, um, always have a great time there. Uh, in fact, the, none of the festivals I ever really stick around. Uh, it's usually just kind of in and out. Really? Um, but multiple times, yeah, I've, I've stayed on site. Uh, with the group of people that are that put it on. Oh, that's cool. Um, they're good friends of mine. Yeah, so I, I I love I love being there, and hopefully, people at Craven don't get sick of me coming back every second year or whatever it's been. <laughs> no, uh, you're a beauty, and we love having you come down. Which is like I don't know, even well, that's what that's what Daniel said. So well, yeah, and us cool. too. <laughs> and and hopefully Dallas can, like I said, get here after some COVID stuff and get a round of golfing with us. Again. And an in-person interview. Yeah, absolutely. Alrighty, Dallas, before we hit, sorry, we're sending over our questions from the gallery, our segment now. Is there, oh my god, I didn't even read that thing off right. Troy, you want to do an ad for us? <laughs> Which this one is brought I? to you by Divots Indoor Golf. Divots Indoor Golf. It is 6823 Rochdale Boulevard, Regina Sask. Contact them at 306-206-1270 or visit them at www.divotsgolf.com. Book your tee time, book them fast. Make divots, visit divots. All right, I'll go first. Sorry, I totally missed my notes there. All right, from Wade, is Justin McRae the best guitarist you know, or is he better on the drums? Is he better on what? Or is he better on the drums? On the drums? I thought you said drugs. (laughs) 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 Well, which is it, both? He's the the best ever. Really? Yep, best ever. All right. Okay, this one comes from the Beer Knights, and we've already touched on it a little bit, but we're going to ask it because it was thrown our way. How do you feel about having one of the most iconic songs in NHL history, NHL 2003? It was, uh, as a kid growing up playing those games, um, it, was a, it was a dream come true. It was like, a, like we've made it moment. We didn't make really any money on it, but it was, it, was a, it was one of those things that tied like a dream from our... You know, like, I can't believe that happened from our childhood. It was, it was pretty rad. So, Dallas, uh, from Luke, who's the better golfer, you or Jake Owen? Jake Owen, 100%. Really? Oh, he's incredible. Yeah, he's a, he's a good golfer. Yeah. How many times have you, uh, you played with him? I haven't. I haven't. Oh. <laughs> I've, been, I've, been around, I've been around Jake. I know Jake. But uh, um, we, we, we kind of went on the same level. Uh, same team so it's uh, you know I know lots of people would golf with him quite a bit and he's yeah he's a shark alright question we ask every guest on the show <laughs> is he better on the drugs yeah, well no yeah, not, is he better on the drugs <laughs> no <laughs> you lost That's my train good, of thought sorry. Uh, question we ask all our guests on the show is your ultimate dream foursome oh, on the golf course uh, on the golf course <laughs> <laughs> um Jeez. 
That's tough. I, I don't know if it would be golf per se. Um, Maybe anybody you want. Santa Claus, Easter Bunny, don't matter. I, I, I'd, I'd take Alice Cooper out. Um, he apparently is a rad golfer. I golf with Hootie, actually. I, I heard he's amazing, too. Um, I golf with not golfers. That's, that's who, sorry, golf Dallas, who did you say the second person? Uh, Darius Rucker. Okay, Hootie I Rucker. thought you said Hootie. I'm like, oh, yeah, Darius Rucker. Okay, I, I wasn't sure. Yeah, okay. I, Who's Hootie? Yeah, I, I'm sure Hootie he loves the that Oh, that song, yeah. <laughs> Sick. <laughs> but the, um, yeah, and then, uh, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Um, How about uh, your son? Oh, yeah, he's, he's starting to get into golf there now at go. 15. So I'll go, I'll go with him. <laughs> yeah, any one of my family members, for sure. All right, three quick ones here. Yeah. What kind of pizza you like? Pizza? Yeah. Uh, uh, any kind, really. It doesn't matter to me. I'm not picky with pizza. Ugh, gross. All right, hot dog with ketchup mustard or nothing on it? Ketchup mustard hot dog. Yeah. All right, last one. Fries and gravy? Fries? Fries and gravy or fr- poutine? Uh, just fries. Oh, weird. Okay. Bro. He's not, he's not from Saskatchewan. <laughs> should be poutine all the way. No, no, no. It wasn't, it wasn't the poutine or, uh, or the gravy. No. It wasn't me. So our, our mother wants us to ask you, when do you plan on coming back to Saskatchewan? After COVID, obviously. She added that part in. Yeah, I can tell. Yeah, like, um, honestly, so I think what's going to happen here, like, I'm just talking from my perspective, I think with a lot of acts, they're going to be really reluctant to go back and like uh, put money up for deposits for starting a tour. Um, whereas, like with festival plays, you can show up with a fly pack, bring your instruments, your gear, your amps, and stuff like that, and go. Um, but like, it's it's scary times when you think, yeah, yeah. I put up you know tens of thousands of dollars um, on deposits on equipment and gear and people's time and wages and and uh, the rug get pulled out from underneath you, right? So I, I think yeah. I think you'll see a lot. I mean, I, I'm, this is just me speculating from my perspective, just as my, my position is that yeah, I, I'd be I'd be waiting just to kind of once we can get to play those festivals and stuff and get going like that, then we'll plan a, a full tour. But um, the Craven and Regina, uh, Saskatchewan in general is always fun. We're we're always going to play that no matter what, no matter what year somehow. So awesome. I, I'd like to piggyback that question myself. I know George Canyon was in town three weeks ago on like a, a, a parking lot drive through tour. Uh, have you thought yep. about doing anything like that or are you doing anything like that out in BC or? Oh, we've done, we've done a bunch of closed door stuff. Um, uh, it's like we're, we're working on a, on a couple of things, uh, but we're kind of gearing up to do uh, like a couple of the artists that we work with did one of those uh, hotel shows. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we're tossing, we're tossing on the idea of like uh, some sort of a tour uh, something like that. I mean, maybe maybe we come to Regina um, in that sense once you guys thaw out in the in the spring. Yeah, thaw out. Jesus, and, it was uh, minus four today. Uh, and then, uh, yeah, yeah, so something like that. My turn. Kind of well, I was just going to ask Dallas oh. if he's going to maybe get us a couple tickets to one of these f- future shows when he comes to Regina. We'll sw- we'll swap him for an oh, yeah, off the hosel sweater that. or something. Well, if you quit talking, then you would have heard what he said. I heard him my left ear. Hear what he said. Take your girlfriend and I'll, I'll, I'll hook you guys all up for sure. 
There you go. Oh, that's sweet, Dallas. Appreciate it. Can I come on stage? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think i got to meet you first. <laughs> All right. I'll send you a Snapchat. i got to look into the eyes see how crazy it is. Oh, they're crazy. <laughs> um, favorite place to travel? Uh, Maui. Like Hawaii. To hop, skip, and a jump from where we are here. Vancouver. I was going to say, really? I was going to say, is there another Maui out there? Because the only Maui I know is in Hawaii. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, I asked you that one. Here's a, here's a, actually just a random question, sports question. Who you got in the World Series? I know it starts tonight. Uh, I, I hope the Dodgers win. Ooh. But who are they playing? Tampa. Houston's out though. So that's good. Yeah, Houston's out. The Houston Cheaters are out. Yeah, no, go Tampa. Yeah. That's my uh, my pick. At, at this point, I really don't care. I mean, yeah, I like to see I like to see LA win. Yeah, I guess they get shafted. I mean, they're, they're considered the underdog, right? No, God, no. Tampa's the underdog. It's a hundred and what was it? It was the stat today was one hundred and thirty-eight million versus twenty-eight million. Payroll. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Tampa's. What the fuck do I know? Go team, go. <laughs> Okay, next question. <laughs> Craziest thing you've seen on tour via default or yourself as Dallas Smith? Uh, yeah, the more stuff will be like the earlier stuff back in the day. Yeah. And nothing to elaborate? That's it? That was just the craziest? No. Okay. Nothing, nothing to really elaborate. Next question, <laughs> Drew. Yeah. <laughs> I got one. If you don't, yeah, go ahead. I'm trying to. I'm, I'm actually listening. We're listening to your song right now in the background. We put it on for the show, so I'm trying to think of like. I don't know. My brain just. Fucked, I got lots. Fucked I whatever. got lots of yeah, questions. Go ahead. Touring with Stone Temple Pilots. How was it? Yeah, it was awesome. I imagine. It was rad. Yeah, yeah. First Sad. time, like I would talk about how I just didn't sing in front of people for like as a kid. It's a cool circle moment for me. So I had a. Uh, I was. Uh, I got over the fear of singing, like in front of people, by like drinking beer in my buddy's garage, and they, they had a band, and <clears throat> they just wanted to do some cover songs. So I, I sang "Flush" by Stone Temple Pilots. Uh, was the first song I sang, like in front of people, and uh, and um, and then we ended up being on tour with them. You know, <laughs> whatever that was, 18, 19 years later, uh, wow. playing with them again. Yeah, that was pretty pretty cool. I actually got to tell those guys a story. That story, it was really neat. That is pretty cool, actually. Yeah, STP. Sad day. Anyways, I don't want to get into that. Um, last one from me. Coolest, coolest people you've got to tour with or play with? Like, list off artists that I have? Yeah, who, who's like your favorites that you've got to travel and party with? And I mean, even nowadays, like country-wise, rock-wise, don't yeah. matter. I mean, we spent a lot of those the big Nickelback years. We spent a lot of days on the road with those guys. Uh, we did, um, you know, we did, we actually toured with Creed for a couple weeks, three weeks oh, or so. Creed's one of my all time favorites. University arenas uh, back in the day. And I never, I never met Scott Stab. The other, the other guys are like, they're rad guys. Really nice guys. They'd come and hang out in our dressing room and chat and hang out. It was fun. Can I ask you a question uh, about Creed? I'm sorry to cut you off. I have a question about that yeah. though. It was Creed, were they originally started as a Christian rock band? Is that false they or true? Like, no, after they Paul were, Creed. They were, well, they, I think they had that, that I, I don't think they were at heart. I don't think they were. Um, but you could, you could tell a lot of the lyrics appeared towards that. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But, I mean, we did, we did, I don't know how many dates, 14 dates with those guys. I met every single one of those guys and, and 
except for Scott Stapp. And the only time I ever saw that guy was um, in a hallway, like pre-show, yelling at some girl in the hallway. The dickhead. <laughs> so, <laughs> I, I get to tour with like a lot of a lot of cool people. He wasn't one of them. Um, uh, yeah, honestly, man, the STP guys were great. We tour. I toured. Um, uh, shit, I'm going blank now, man. I'm toured with tons of people. Um, why am I not? Thinking? Not a deal. Soundgarden. Uh, no, we did. Uh, didn't tour Soundgarden. Wish we did. Didn't do that. No. Fuck cherries, like you said. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know, man. There's lots. All right, Dallas. I have three questions for you here. Quick ones again, kind of. You don't have to ask, answer the one if you want to, but most embarrassing moment on stage? Go. Um, I forget words all the time. That, that's, I'm not embarrassed by that anymore. Just kind of oh, put it out there. Lip syncs. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, went to well, well nothing, nothing too crazy, honestly, man. I've been really lucky, uh, really, really lucky. The only, the only times like I was actually truly embarrassed is is when I've been sick, and like I blow my voice out half weeks of the show. It's it sucks because <clears throat> when you know a lot of people just a lot of people are understanding, but a lot of people want to pile on, pile on you and just yeah, you know, give you a bad review, but you're just sick. You know, what are you supposed to do? Yeah. So that, I mean, that's that's probably the most yeah, the shittiest situation on stage is you know you're embarrassed by not being able to do what you can actually do you know yeah absolutely all right best moment on stage ever best best moment on stage yeah. oh wow man I, i've had some incredible ones i've had um i would think one that really stands up for me is uh we were playing in edmonton and it was, um, we were opening up for Keith Urban. It was the first night um, at that Rogers Arena was open, or Rogers oh, yeah. was open. So we, we kind of christened that building, and my wife is from Edmonton, and her whole family was there, and my family was there. And I brought her up on stage, and um, yeah, we, I, I brought her up on stage to do like a slow dance while I, while I sang the song to her. Nice. Aww. That's awesome. Like 14,000 people or something. So oh. tell me brownie points for a long, long time. <laughs> is she an Oilers fan? No, she's smart. She got out of Dodge, and then she, uh, yeah, we, we, when we first started dating, she, she had Kessler, she had Kessler jersey. Right, uh, I saw that photo. Gross. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Gross. <laughs> That's sick. Yeah, she, yeah, she I, you know what, man, she pretend, I think she pretended to be a hockey fan when we first started dating. I loved to go to hockey games, and she lived downtown, and I loved going down to go to hockey games, right? That was yeah. That what we did. And then once we moved in together, just, she, Stop caring about hockey. <laughs> That's how my <laughs> wife is too. I got duped. Okay, Dallas, last one here. Your most nah best sports moment you've been a part of. Whether yeah yeah, as a fan probably. Yeah, maybe you played something cool we don't know about. Best oh, the, sports moment. Oh wow. I, I've been in some like 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 great moments um in Canuck games. Uh the one the most recent was when um when uh, Sedin scored the OT winner against Phoenix, their last home game here. Yeah. Um, Phoenix took that penalty, or Arizona took that penalty, uh, and they were just flying that night. You can sense that they were going to get it, and they got yeah. it, and the crowd just went. Like, it felt like we won game seven. Um, <clears throat> you know, 
yeah, it was, it was like, that was a great, great, great moment. But I, I, I've been to a lot of them in the, yeah, in the, in the in watching Canuck games. Wow, that's awesome. Well, I don't really have uh, one last question for you, Dallas, but we are 43, almost 44 minutes into this uh, interview with you, and the Reverend Dan just joined us, so he just wanted to say hi. Hey, Dallas, hey, how's it going, man? Good, Dan. Good. Uh, I just came from work here, so we're not doing this full time yet. But uh, yeah, I came a little late, and just want to say thanks for coming on. We really appreciate it. We don't a lot of our guests, you know, we, we know you guys don't have to come on, so we really appreciate it. Yeah, of course, man. I'll um, if you guys are looking for other people, I got uh, I got some other like JoJo Mason and those guys, and there's a bunch of guys. That'd there. be awesome. Who golf? And, yeah. So if you want me to pass, uh, Jake Owens. Pass it on. I can do that. <laughs> No, no answer to Jake Owens on that one, eh? Okay. <laughs> Alrighty, Dallas. I think this is um, this has been so much fun today. I think if you could give us one last piece of advice, you know, for any young listener listening today on how to, you know, make it as a, I mean, you're you're professional what you do in your job, whether talk to you golf, sports, music. Um, if you just give us, you know, little tidbits for the young listeners. Yeah, just build build yourself as an asset. You know, don't. Don't go looking for a record deal and stuff. That's not this world anymore. Um, go and find ways to record music. Uh, you know, write songs, whatever it is. Just get just get things moving and uh, get towards writing songs and being able to put them out yourself and learn and grow that way and then build yourself a business. And if you catch label attention, you know, that, means, that means you got something something going that's work, that's, uh, that's doing something. So I'd say just, just that. You know, just focus on creating the music yourself, and um, you know, it's obviously very difficult in every circumstance. But if you're able to do it, somehow save up. And, you know, recordings are as, aren't as expensive as they used to be. Um, but build the asset yourself. Don't don't go looking for a record deal thinking that's the way to, to break yourself. Go out and re- release music yourself and own it. Well, it's pretty uh, awesome, well yeah. said. Um, before we hang up, Dallas, uh, I mean, I guess we'll cut the interview right now, but thanks for coming on the show, man. Really appreciate it. And, um, yeah, of course, guys. Thanks, Dallas. Hi, Troy Koser from Off the Hosel. Let's go and visit our friends over at Rapid Lawn Landscape Solutions to get that green grass that you've always wanted. Be like me and many others that they've helped over the past few years to get that yard that they've always dreamed of. They offer such services as synthetic turf, residential landscaping, landscaping supply, and hydro seeding. Call them at 306-993-7300 to get your free quote or email rapidlawn.ca. Also, don't forget to ask about the Rapid Lawn Finance It program. Again, call 306-993-7300 or email rapidlawn.ca. Alrighty, there it is, episode number 42 of Off the Hosel. Well, with Dallas Smith, you know, the country singer, the old former rock star, default, wasting my time. I don't think we wasted anyone's time today. No, that was uh, another special one. Uh, Put that up in the top three. I don't know. This top three seems to change every podcast we do. But I really appreciate Dallas coming on. I mean, uh, me and him had a... He had a bromance. That's all right. He had a bromance, yeah. Again, I grew up. On the rock side, default. On the east side. And you guys grew up with the country singer, Dallas Smith. Uh, we found out he's a Canucks fan. I'm an Oilers fan. So we, we butted heads there a little <laughs> bit. Um, no, it was a it was a really good interview. I'm really glad he came on the show. Had really good stories. 
And, uh, yeah, it was nice to see the Reverend made it in for the last 35 seconds of the interview. So I came late. I had to work, and it sounded fun, though. Good job, boys. Yeah, Rev. It's, uh, Appreciate well, you guys always stepping up for me. Hey, we missed we... you in the intro, Rev. And we missed you in the interview. Because, you know, even even um, Dallas Smith was like, where's that Dan Odea you always talk about? So you're here. So, I mean, I know you had a few questions to ask him. We asked him for him. Uh, somebody picked up that goddamn phone. Yeah, so again, <laughs> listeners, we're uh, live now we're from Divots Indoor Golf, 6823 Rochdale Boulevard, 306-206-1270, www.divotsgolf.com. Make divots, visit divots. So all the noise in the background, you're going to hear that for the rest of the time being. Uh, you're going to hear some whack fucks. You're going to see some guys cheating like that guy over on Simulator 4. Hitting the <laughs> mulligan button. He shouldn't be doing that. Uh, no, it's a great atmosphere here. Really appreciate uh, Divots having us. So, yeah. And what do you usually say, Hags and Rad Reads? What is it? Don't make them. Oh, yeah. Divots golf. Don't make them. <laughs> don't you said Don't make divots. Play divots. Hey, yeah, that sounds better that. than make divots. 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 Oh, and the new Neapolitan pizza. How are you? Yeah, ham and pineapple. We're gonna be. Num, num, we're gonna num, be num, heavy num, after num. this winter. Yeah, my shoulder's buggered. <laughs> Not good. Um. You know what, though? Sorry to go back on the Dallas interview, though. I thought it was pretty cool on just some of the things that he's you know, he's done, the places he's been to. You know, even just changing a full, what, what do you call it, the, um, the tone of music? I genre. Guess? The genre of music, like just changing from rocker to now his own brand and doing very well, I think. And, and he loves coming to Saskatchewan. Yeah, and it's kind of cool, the fact that he wants us to. He wants to go golf with us. He's gonna get us on uh, some. Yeah, tickets. He said some, some tour when when he's back in town. So that's pretty cool. Making yeah. connections, brother. Making connections. Yeah, we're best friends now with Dallas, so we're cool. Uh, Rev, what's he's still uh, not following me on Twitter. Birds like you. Anyhow, <laughs> just kidding. Hell of a week. Um, I can't confirm or deny our next guest next week, but if it is the guy we have on next week, rumor has it he is a silent owner of the Elk Ridge Golf Course. So that's pretty cool. Um, not much else. Baseball. What do you got? Uh, World Series, game one. I want to get home and watch it. Again, it's Tuesday night for Wednesday's show. All right. Last I checked, it was bottom of third, 0-0. Go Tampa Bay. Dodgers suck. This is Jackie Robinson Podcast Day, man. It is 42. Jackie Robinson Podcast. 42. 42. David Backus. Rev. Kyle Wildwood. Bozak. Bozak. Bozak's not number 42. Yeah, well, with the Leafs, he was. He was. was. With the Leafs. The Leafs goal. Who does he play for now? St. Louis. Oh, he's and not now 22. He's, 22? 21. Anyways, Rev, good to see you for the last yeah. little bit today. Hey, good to see should, you, boys. We should really shout out to Christian again here, doing all his hard work behind the scenes, shaking his head no. But anyways, we want to thank you again for all the video work you've been doing. Thanks, kick, Christian. Kicking ass. Go follow him on Instagram. Uh, Drew, what's his handle? At Christian Massaway. What's your handle? At Coaster Drew. What's Daniel's handle? At Daniel Hydro 5. What, what's mine? At Yorko. And that's all we got this week, boys and girls. Troy, love you. Take care. You Peace. Too. Boys, see you later. See ya. Have a great Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Like, subscribe, rate our podcast. Enjoy it. Check us out. We're having fun. Episode 43 coming up next week, live inside Divots. See ya! In the words of Dallas Smith, quit wasting my time. Peace! I'm on that tip, tip, tip point.